Welcome to today's episode of the Speak to the Rod podcast with Chuck and Christy. Welcome to a new episode of the Speak to the Rod podcast with Chuck and Christy. We're excited that you are back tuning us and we're excited to be sharing some of our stories today. Uh, when we're talking about this episode, I think this is a, a good time to share some of our stories and our testimony and how we started this journey. And, you know, it might, it might be time later to talk about our story together, but I wanted to have this opportunity for me and Christy to share a little bit of our background testimony to so you know where we're coming from. And uh, I'm going to start a few things and then you can share a few things about you, Christy. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up in Mexico, so I'm Mexican. Uh, grew up in the border uh, town of Juarez, and it was a border town with El Paso. And grew up in a you no know, half a Christian home. My my when I was growing up, my mom was a you know she was a Christian. My dad was not a Christian at the time. Now he's a Christian. Uh, so we we have a really uh, strange dynamic growing up because I will go to church with my mother, but my dad will stay home. And that was maybe a lot of you relate to that. It was a a different dynamic for me, for my brothers. I have a brother and a sister, a, brother, a younger brother and a younger sister. And so during that time, you know, growing up in church, growing up in a, going to Sunday school, going to vacation Bible schools, there was a lot of things that I believe that the Lord, you know, it was a lot of seeds. You know, we, we talk and we work with young children now, especially small young children. And, and I appreciate that work. You work with children. I appreciate you so much. Because what you're doing in that time is just planting seeds on young people and, and children. And that was what happened to me. I grew up hearing the stories of Samson and David and Goliath and all those things. But when I became a teenager, I started struggling a little bit with my identity. And, uh, you know, I didn't know exactly how to fit. You know, I didn't fit in church, even though I grew up in a big church. There was a lot of things happening. At the same time, I started making bad decisions in my life. You know, I opened the door for sin. I call it what it is. Uh, you know, I started hanging out with the wrong kind of people, the wrong group of people, and I started getting influenced by that. I think one of the things that I can relate in my testimony is that I was trying to impress people. When you when you struggle in identity, you try to fit, and you're trying to not be rejected. You know, we're trying to fit in a group of people. Uh, sadly, I didn't fit in the right, right group of people. I started hanging out with some people that it was not really good. And so I, little by little, I started, you know, getting away from church. But at the end of the day, I was, you know, running away from God. So that was two years, very, very rough years when I was a teenager, you know, you know, going party and hanging out with um, bad people, you know, growing up in the border. You have a lot of influence on that. It was back in the 90s and uh, late 90s and during that time there was a move of God like I mentioned in one of our episodes and there was a move of God that was bringing young people back to God and during that time in my life you know I'm, I'm very very grateful for my mother because even though I was not going to church with her anymore I, I one point I quit going to church I quit seeking God and you know I just made a decision she never stopped praying for me and that's one of the things I want to encourage you you are a mother or a father and maybe you have a teenage boy, teenage girl, and they maybe not in their place where they're supposed to be. I want to encourage you because those prayers were really affecting me. You know, there was a lot of things that I did and there was a lot of things that I didn't do because I I believe because there were prayers of my mother saying, God protect me. And there were several occasions I can say that I was really close 
Uh, I remember I was telling, now I tell my kids about that because they are teenagers, but I say, you know, you might look at me and say, maybe you didn't live your life, but I, I want to, I want to, I want to say this. I, I, there was a couple of situations when I was, you know, I was close to dying. One of them was in a car accident. And I remember, I remember in that moment saying, you know, remember all those Bible stories and remember all those things. And I remember saying, Lord, I'm not ready. And there were several occasions where I knew I was not ready. So anyways, going a little back forward, fast forward on time, my mother kept praying for me. There was a youth conference. And I believe you were in that youth conference, if I remember correctly. But we didn't know each other at the time. I was still pretty young. And, um, you know, which is... I. I think she just blackmailed me into going to church. I don't remember exactly what she <laughs> promised to me. But she said, you, I remember now. Uh, she said, you, you got to go to this conference. You know, I was, I was in high school already. And, and she said, there's going to be young people from all over Mexico. They came from, it was a big conference, probably 4,000 people. I mean, it was big, good conference. And there's going to be a lot of girls from out of town. And I remember, I think that was my only motivation, <laughs> which is funny. But, you know, I decided to go. So I show up. I didn't know I was I was going through a really tough time. It was during the the summer uh, that I was grab, going from a from a uh, I think it was from sophomore into junior, of if I remember correctly, uh, or I I think I was from junior to senior. Okay, I think that's what it, that was it. And um, in that time when I show up to that church and to that conference, you know, like I said, there was a move of God. I don't remember who was preaching, but I remember the conviction of the Holy Spirit come upon me. And it was so strong, presence of God, that I just came to the altar and just gave my life to Jesus. And, and that's how what happened to me. I, I really have, you know, an encounter that day with the Lord. It was just since the beginning, it's been so powerful. Uh, I, I went, came back to my house. I was not the same guy. I remember the first thing that I started doing, I was starting to share with my friends. You need to have these. You need to have Jesus. And there was a passion in me that I wanted to preach to anybody. Uh, I will joke about this, but I'll say if I will see a dog in the street, I wanted to share to that dog because I was so passionate. I was so thankful. I was so joyful that the Lord did a work in my life. So that was how I got saved. Uh, it was a powerful encounter with Jesus. Uh, during that time, I came back to church. Uh, I started, you know, what being a, I got part of the youth group in that in that church in northern Mexico, and you know, I started getting involved. I started getting involved in everything. Now, uh, but before that, I was not home because I was just partying, doing all the things. Now I'm not home because I'm at church. So, parents, please be patient with your young people. Maybe you're praying, Lord, take him away from those bad things. But I'm telling you, if God takes him away from those bad things, he's going to take him into his kingdom and he's going to keep him busy. So if you don't see him, at least as, as, as long as they're in the kingdom of God, I'm fine with that. So I started participating, volunteering. I was in everything. So I, was, I wanted to really, really be serving the Lord. And I think about a year later is when you guys, you and your family came to, to our church and they had a program, a discipleship training program called El Agar. And it's, it's translated the wine press and basically the concept, and you will talk about that later, but the concept of this discipleship training was for young people like me, you know, they, to come and have three months of my life dedicated, just dedicated exclusively to seek God and to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. 
So at first, when I met her and I met her family, you know, they came to our church. They came. They were coming from Central Mexico, from Zacatecas. So they were they were there to do it, doing this. And I have some friends that you know started becoming part of that program. I didn't go to the discipleship training at first, I because I was in my last year of high school, so I was a Christian. Now I want to tell you this. Remember, I said that I would I'd say during the summer. So when I came back to high school for my senior year. I was a complete different person. I mean, it was complete. It was black and white. Most of my friends, when I when they saw me, like they say, what happened to you? So I started sharing. So I couldn't get along with some of those guys anymore. And it's not that I didn't want to get along with them, is they didn't want to get along with me. That when you when you have an encounter with God, you know, we're talking about Moses. When Moses came down from the mountain, he said the Bible said that his face was shining with the presence of God, that people were uncomfortable. He needed to cover his face. And I think that's what happened to me. I was so full of God that people were like, you know what? We don't want to hang out with you because the light of the Lord, what the light of God does is he he, he starts showing you the real condition of your heart. And if there's sin in your heart, the light of God will bring it out to light. So I was like, okay. But, you know, there was so different. You know, there was, it was a very lonely year in the sense that a lot of people didn't have. So I started to find a new group of friends from church. We started hanging together. We started praying together. So if you're a high schooler and you are a Christian, I just want to encourage you. It's a season and you might feel like rejected. You might, and, and, and I was called all kinds of names because, you know, I, I became a Christian and people say you are, you know, a mis- misogynist. You're all kinds of stuff because I didn't agree with their lifestyle. But you know what? I didn't care. You know, everybody, I guess, when the parable of the sower, and Jesus t- tell the par- parable of the sower, he say, there was people that received the word of God and then the, the enemy came and took it away. And then there was other people that received it with joy. But then when the song came out, he say the test came out because it was not grounded. You know, it dried out. And, and that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I was grounded because there was tests. There was persecution. There was accusations. There were people calling me names because I'm I'm not a Christian. I'm now a Christian. So there's a lot of things that changed in my life. I graduated from high school. I I decided, and it was something that I think that the Lord called me. When I graduated from high school, the Lord said, now you go to the discipleship training school. Now, it was a personal decision. It was something that the Lord spoke to me personally. And I don't regret that decision at all because it was the best decision. You know, the first best decision, it was, you know, accepting Jesus into my life. Second best decision in that moment, it was going to the discipleship school because I didn't know what the Lord was about to do in my life. I got into that school. I didn't know exactly what to expect. But from day one, from those three months, the Holy Spirit just started ministering to me. It was an intense uh he would, I was seeking the Lord and he was just, you know, coming into my heart, taking a lot of things, a lot of pain. You know, even though I was going to church already, there was still a lot of baggage that was there that shouldn't supposed to be there. So there was a lot of things. And in that moment, in those three months, I had so many encounters with God. And one of them that I remember, I mean, I, this is 23 years later. And I still remember like it was yesterday. It was like I was in the floor. I was crying out to God. And I remember the moment that he called me. He, I, I, I had this vision. And I know some people are like, oh, man, I don't know about visions. Well, that's something that happened to me. You can't believe what you want. But this happened to me. I was on the floor 
for hours, just crying out, just saying, Lord, forgive me. So just repenting and all those things. And then he showed me that he was calling me. I remember the vision was really clear. I saw that I was uh, suddenly I was not in that place, in that classroom anymore. Suddenly I was somewhere else and I was just walking and it was like a battlefield. Now, I never been in the battlefield, but I remember I probably in my mind what it looked like. And there was a lot of young people falling all over the place. And I was just lifting these people up, all these young people. And, you know, and, and I, I figured out right there, there was people from all over the world. So I, I believe that was when God called me into going to ministry and to minister all over the world, what we do right now. So it was a real encounter with God. The Holy Spirit revealed his heart to me. One of the most amazing things that the, the Lord really revealed to me that changed me forever is when he, he showed me why he died for me. You know, we talk about that. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, and, and that's a scripture that I knew growing up in church. There was a lot of information in my mind. But then in that moment, I realized that he died for me. In that moment, I realized that the reason why he was there, it was not because of the Roman soldiers. It was not because of the Jews. It was not because anybody but me. He was there because of my sin. And in that moment, I have a revelation of the broken heart of God, how his heart was broken because of my sin. And I didn't do anything but repent and say, I'm so sorry, I don't want to hurt you anymore. And that's something that changed me. And I've been living the last 23 years. I'm not perfect. She can be a witness <laughs> of that. But you know what? I don't want to hurt God's heart anymore. I don't want to live in sin anymore. And, and my life was completely transformed. I became part of that school. I became part of the staff. And we started getting a powerful move of God. We, we were able to plant a church uh, in another town. And we can see we have a, a tent back then. We had like those 10 revival tents. And we have seen people miracles. I think one of the episodes I, I shared with my first miracle, I seen people getting healed. So God transformed my life in a mighty way. So not only because I was growing up in church, but I, I got to a point, and maybe you grew up in church, and maybe you're young and you, you were, maybe like me, you were forced to go to church at one point. But I want to just tell you, just come and have an encounter with Him. And you know, when you really pray and you are sincere, like I, I was, I said, Lord, reveal me your heart. He revealed me His heart. He revealed me how much He loves me. So, I'm going to stop right here because there's so many other things that I want to share. But I'm going to have Christy share her testimony and why she decided to follow the Lord. Okay. Well, in a nutshell, <laughs> there's so much um, I could share. So I'm trying to organize my thoughts. I guess I should start in the beginning. Um, I grew up in a Christian home as well. A little different setting because my mom and dad were not only pastors of a church, but they were missionaries. They went down to Mexico as missionaries before I was born. So I was born in Mexico. I um, have a Mexican citizenship, even though I don't look very Mexican or I don't have Mexican blood flowing through my veins. Uh, my first culture, my first language, everything was Spanish, Mexican. And uh, growing up in a different country, at, at, in a way, it, 
it was different because down there I was, you know, the different kid. I was the, the, the white kid, they would call me. I would get bullied a lot because I spoke English or I'd get bullied because I looked different. But it didn't really phase or bother me that much. I kind of, I think I understood to go beyond that why my parents were there. Saying this, um, I did have to have my personal encounter with God. See, growing up in a Christian home, growing up uh, with pastors as your parents or ministers as your parents, you're constantly hearing their story. And it's so important to hear, hear people's stories because that is how we learn from experience. We, we learn from others and then we experience it ourselves. And so I heard their testimonies time and time again, and, and, and I knew how they'd come to Christ and I knew their background and I knew, but there was a moment uh, that I had to make that decision. And that is so important. If you've grown up in church, it is so important that you make the decision personally. I think you said it in, in another episode. Um, there was a preacher that said, just because you're born in a barn doesn't make you a farm animal. Just because you're born in a garage doesn't make you a car. Well, the same way, just because you're born in a Christian home does not make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is that decision to follow Christ and be Christ-like. And I can't say exactly, you know, the date because it was when I was pretty young, but I do remember exactly what happened. Um, I, as usual, I was sitting in church. <laughs> I used to kid around. I'd say I was born on a Saturday and Sunday I was already in, in the first pew in the first yeah, church. But I remember sitting there and I was kind of mischievous. So dad would make me sit next to a certain lady that, you know, would kind of hold my hand so I wouldn't be too wiggly. And I remember sitting next to her and then dad was preaching about Christ crucified. And suddenly, I can't explain with words what came over me. I mean, I was just a child, and yet I, I just felt and knew how real it had been. As he's speaking, as he's sharing about Christ going up the hill, about Christ carrying his cross, about Christ, he's doing the different steps in his preaching, and every single one of them, I, it was like I was living it. And, and you can say, yeah, that's crazy, but... Like he said, that's what happened to me. You can't tell me it's not real because I went through that revelation of Christ crucified. I remember I just started to cry and it was just this brokenness in my heart saying, how is that possible? Why? Why? Why did that happen? Why did that have to happen to him? And then suddenly it's like the camera turned to me is because he wanted me because he wanted to be close to me and the way I was, even though I was a child, sometimes we think, no, well, you have, when you make decisions, when you have the knowledge of good and evil, you're old enough to give your heart to the Lord. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you have a, an age or, or if you're conscious enough to make decisions, then you're conscious enough to make a decision to follow Christ. And that's what I did. I remember as soon as the altar was open for people to come and give their lives to Christ, I was the first one down there and I was just bawling my eyes out because I kept picturing, I kept seeing, it was so real. I kept seeing Christ on the cross for me. And that is what every one of us need to experience in our own way. My dad has his, had his experience. My mom had her experience. My husband had his experience that he just shared about. This was what I needed to go through in order to make that decision. I made that decision to follow Christ. I mean, 
I was pretty young, so in and out, obviously, I, I <laughs> at some points, it was like I would get a little further from Christ, and at some points, I didn't know what was going on in my teenage years. You know, you have moments when you doubt, and you're like, okay, what really is this going on? But then God would bring that back, and I would say, this is why I chose to follow Christ. This is why I am where I am. And I remember from a very young age, um, my grandparents were missionaries. My parents were missionaries. I heard the stories. And from a very young age, I remember I decided, I said, I am going to serve God. I am going to give my life not only to him, but I want to serve him so that more people can give their lives to him, so that more people can hear about him. And from a very young age, I remember all I ever wanted to do was to grow up and become a missionary and share the gospel, share Christ crucified with other people that did not have him. And I mean, I, I guess there's many stages to my story. Um, that's the way beginning. That's the very beginning of how I encountered Christ or more like how Christ encountered me. It was supernatural. Uh, I can't explain it with words, but I think if anything is, has to be said here today is you can have that encounter with Christ as well. It doesn't have to be his road, my road, my parents' road. It, it's where you're at right now. Christ can encounter you. He can come to where you are and you can make that decision to, you know what? This is real. And that's what our prayer is, that you have that experience. We were talking uh, in another episode about speaking to the rock, how the next generation had to have the experience of God's provision and maybe the method was different. It doesn't matter what method you need as long as you can come to Christ, come to his feet and see who he is and how much he loves you. That will bring the outcome, which is you give your, your life to him and there is nothing that can shake you. And one occasion, and you reminded me, one occasion Jesus is asking his disciples about what other people say about him. And you remember right. that scripture. It says that one of the disciples said, well, some people say you're Elijah because of the miracles. Mm -hmm. Another one said you're Jeremiah because they see you crying out for people, whatever, different things. But then Jesus asked them the question and he said, and he asked him, but for you, who am I? And I think this is what it is about. We're going to share testimony. But at the, at, the, at the end of this episode, I want to ask you that question. For you, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus for you? Is he your savior? Is he your Lord? Is he the Lord of your life? Is he the provider of your life? Is he the healer in your life? Because when when, when everybody starts looking at each other, I can just picture and everybody's looking at each other. What is he asking? But then Peter spoke up and he said, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. You are. And then the Lord Jesus said, I'm so happy. You are so joyful and full of joy and blessed because that was not revealed by flesh and blood, but it was revealed by my father in heaven. And that word revealed, we're going to talk about it in another episode, but you know, it is when God reveals himself to you, he revealed, no, it was not something that somebody taught him. It was the Lord revealing himself mm -hmm. to them. And then this is what our prayer is today. Whatever you are in your life, mm -hmm. you can, you can be, away from God right now, you can be a little closer to God. I want to ask you and challenge you today to ask Him to reveal Himself to you. Whatever the need that you have. And I just want to finish with this thought. 
You know, when the Lord revealed himself to Moses, he revealed himself as the great I am. Mm -hmm. And I heard, I think it was David Ravenhill, great, great man of God, teacher of the Bible. He said the real meaning of the I am means I am blank. I am what you need. So if you need a savior today, I want to invite you. You can come to Jesus because he can become your savior. He can be your savior, your personal savior. You repent of your sins. He will, you know, the Bible says that he will clean, cleanse you as white as snow. If you need a Lord in your life, maybe you're making your own decision, you're making bad decisions, come to Jesus because he can be your Lord. If you need healing and you are desperate for healing, the Bible said he, by his stripes we have been healed, you can come to Jesus and he can be your healer. Whatever you need today, we want to leave you with this thought, who is Jesus for you? So we expect you that you can come and listen to us in our next episode. God bless you.